many practices have more than one partner. So that means the practice manager has more than one manager and they often find that challenging. They'll often say the role can be as good as the partners are, but it can depend on how you manage them. In this episode of the Leadership in Practice podcast, I look at how you can easily manage more than one manager by breaking the problem down into parts. I'll tell you what these are and how you can successfully manage each part. So let's get started. Are you providing the leadership in your practice? Maybe you found out what a complicated and difficult role this can be. I'm Gary Hughes and this is the Leadership in Practice podcast where I'll be helping you manage some of the challenges all leaders face. I'll be giving you ideas and tools and helping you understand how you can be a better leader of your practice. There can't be many jobs where you've got more than one manager, but for practice managers, that's quite often the case. As a general practice often has more than one partner, then so the practice manager has more than one boss. And practice managers will often say their job is as good as the partners are. But that often means it's about how you manage them. It's a difficult situation. You're dealing with the politics, the personalities, the communication issues. And how you approach that is absolutely crucial. It's a situation where you've got to be able to manage upwards. And that on its own is a real skill. You need to understand them, their likes and dislikes, their preferences and peculiarities, and you need to be able to manage them. If you get that right, it can bring real benefits. So what is the secret to successfully managing more than one boss? Well, the way to do this is to approach it in three parts. You need to manage the individuals, you need to manage the group, and you need to manage yourself. So let's look at each of these and see what this means. So the first part of this is managing the individuals. It's important to understand each one of them. Get to know them. Try to relate to them on a personal level. You need to understand their character and their behaviours. You need to find out what they like and dislike, what parts of their role they like and dislike, what parts of the day they like and dislike. Is there a best time of the day to talk to them or a best day of the week to talk to them? And you need to find out what is their preferred method of communication. There are some that will want everything on email so they don't have to deal with face-to-face conversations. And there are others that actually it's better to talk to them face-to-face. Emails will only go wrong. You need to find out their preferred method of communication. It might be email, it might be face-to-face. But not only their preferred method of communication, which is the one that's most effective for you? It might be that they prefer email, but actually it's more effective if you deal with them face to face. So find out their preferred method of communication, but also find out what works best. It's also a good idea to think about their interests and find out what they are. Their interests within work clinically, but also their interests out of work. You want to be able to build up a relationship with them that's not just based on work. You want to get to know them and for them to get to know you. It's far easier to deal with people if you have a good relationship with them. So find out and explore what their interests are. And whilst doing this, find out what gets a positive response. 
maybe they like to talk about certain things and do certain things and that makes them happy and gets a positive response in their engagement and maybe there are other things that you really need to avoid overall you need to make sure that you find out all of these things so you can build a relationship with them the other aspect is most gps want to be able to be a gp and get on with their work they tend not to like all the things that surround that that stop them looking after their patients so find out what are the barriers that prevent them looking after their patients and being a gp and try and remove those quite often that might be you know unnecessary administration that you can help with So find out what those barriers are that stop them doing the work they enjoy and see if you can do something to remove those. You want to help them because that will help you. Now the second part of this is you want to manage the group. It's all very well managing them individually but you can't always manage them that way. You are reporting to them as a group so you need to be able to manage them as a group. It's about what you do. You want to make sure that they have confidence in you. So you want to make sure that you're taking the opportunities when you're advising them. You will have skills and knowledge that they don't have. You will have information that they don't have. So make sure, rather than being passive, that you're advising them when they need the advice. Make sure that you're giving them information and sharing information with them, whether it's good or bad. I always think if there's something that makes you look good, let them know about it. But equally... If a mistake's been made, you don't want them to find out unexpectedly and have a surprise. So if there's bad news, share that as well. But it's never a bad thing to filter information. Why tell them things they don't need to know that might take them down alleyways that actually is going to make things harder for you? So share the information that they need to know. Be open, be honest, share the good and the bad. But information that's not important that might take them off track or might make your role harder, then I would say filter the information. You also want to make sure that you give them solutions and not problems. If they're asking you something, if they're complaining about something, or if they're asking how are we going to do this, don't give them problems. Nobody likes to constantly have somebody being negative. Try and give them solutions to things. So if you have chance to think about this first and you're going to take something to them, think about what's the solution. It's always better to give solutions rather than problems. And it's quite common that a group of partners are slow to make decisions. So make sure that you're letting them know when a decision is needed and also why it's needed. Let them know what the implications of not making a decision is. And also let them know what the benefit of making a quick decision is. Often it's a good thing to actually be decisive and get things moving. So let them know when that decision is needed and why. And hold them to account. It might be their natural preference to procrastinate and delay decisions. But make them make that decision. Politely and professionally and gently lean on them, remind them and make them make the decisions that you need. And the last thing about managing the group is making sure that you're communicating regularly. Make sure that you have a forum for doing this, whether this is a meeting, a report, but just make sure that there is a way that you can communicate regularly. Maybe that's weekly, maybe that's fortnightly or monthly. It's the meeting where you're in the driving seat, making sure you're sharing the information that needs to be shared, getting the decisions made that need to be made. It's a time for you to communicate to them everything that needs to be done clearly and concisely. Now, the third part of managing multiple managers is how you manage yourself. 
they will want to see that they have the practice manager that they want, that you're doing the things they expect. So do what you say you're going to do. If you're asked to do something or if you say you're going to do something, then make sure you do it. If you don't, you may have them thinking, well, why didn't they do that? They said they were going to do it. So do what you say you're going to do. Another one is don't give them any surprises. As I've already said, if there's bad news, share it. It'll be a lot easier doing that than them finding out and getting a nasty surprise. You want to also make sure that you're always prepared, especially for those forums where you're in the driving seat. Make sure you're prepared with all the information, trying to preempt their questions. But if there's other times where you need to report to them or share information, then make sure you're prepared. Now, even though they're your managers, that doesn't mean you can't be the leader. You will be the one that's more aware of what's going on in the practice and quite probably what's going on in the locality. So make sure that you're providing the leadership. Make sure you're looking forward, seeing the opportunities and setting the direction that the practice needs to go in. It may be that that leadership role is never properly communicated, but it might be that if you don't provide it, it might not happen. So make sure you're providing the leadership when it's needed. You also want to be seen to be using your initiative. It may be that if you don't do anything, nothing will happen. So if you see that action's needed in whatever the situation, make sure you exercise your initiative and take the actions that are needed. You also need to be able to make decisions if they're needed. You may report to a group of managers where they actually don't want you to decide things, but maybe that's worth challenging a little bit. Things will generally move smoother if you do have some decision-making power. So if you can, make decisions, report afterwards what you did and why. But if you don't have the confidence to do that, or you don't have the freedom to do that, then challenge them on this and see if you can be given some authority to make decisions. And whatever the situation is, always take responsibility and ownership of something that you should. Never be in a position where if mistakes are made, you're blaming others. It's far better to take ownership and responsibility of the situation and give the solution, the explanations and provide the way forward. So having more than one manager, it can be a challenging situation, but it can be a good thing. It's all about how you approach them and how you manage them. You want to manage them individually, making sure that you're fitting in with what they like and what they need and doing this so it helps you. You want to manage the group as a whole, making sure you're advising them, informing them and providing the leadership when it's needed. And you also need to manage yourself. You want to demonstrate that you're competent, you're confident and you're capable of what they need. So you may have more than one manager, but if you manage them in the right way, you can have a group of good bosses and not a jumble of bad ones. Thank you for listening to this Leadership in Practice podcast. You can find even more ideas and tools to help you improve your leadership in my book, Leadership in Practice, and my blogs posted on LinkedIn. If you'd like help with a leadership challenge, contact me at gary at leadershipinpractice.co.uk, connect with me on LinkedIn, or head on over to www.leadershipinpractice.co.uk. It'll be great to connect with you.
If you want to be a regular listener to the show, the easiest way is to subscribe on iTunes. Thank you.